Welcome to a guide culture podcast series called Loy Lessons. I'm here, Macy McNeely, with my dad, Loy Day. Hello, everyone. And Loy Lessons, if you've been around for a while, you know they are not new. In fact, this is where a lot of everything about guide culture kind of began. At the beginning of my business journey, I was learning so much from Loy, learning how to sell, learning how to be credible, how to be liked and trusted, and and really learning these unwavering truths, these principles that were overflowing into Instagram and were really giving me a lot of traction. And he was giving me so much valuable information that all I could do, all I knew to do was to share him with the world. And we kind of got in this habit of every Thursday, he would share something called a Loy lesson on Instagram stories. Do you remember that Loy? I do. Now, what happened though, I was not trying to share a Loy lesson. Right. You forced me I to did. do a Loy lesson. I put the phone in his face and I said, share some yeah. good, valuable yeah. content. It would start out where Macy would be talking with her audience on an Instagram story and she would just put the phone in my face and say, say something, Loy. Then eventually she would say, give us a lesson, Loy. And then eventually every Thursday we would have an an official Loy lesson. And during that time, remember, we also did some live Instagram stories for probably close to a year. Every morning is like our morning show yeah. because we were trying to build the guide culture name and Mm -hmm. get things going. So the Loy lessons did develop from that. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to continue them further into a podcast series. So many of you loved the Loy lessons, and we are so excited to just bring that series back in podcast form. So here is how it works. Every Wednesday and Friday on the Guide Culture Podcast, there will be a two-part series, a two-part message from Loy. And then on Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, there's going to be a clubhouse room called the School of Sales. And this is where he's going to kind of have a part three uh, on Clubhouse, but even better, this is where discussion and coaching actually happens. His name is Coach Loy Day on his social media because that is his gift is to coach. And he's he spends most of his time coaching inside of guide culture and especially with our guide culture coaches. So for him to be able to come and coach on Clubhouse is just so awesome and just honestly, it's it's priceless. So put that on your calendar, 10 a.m. Eastern time for Clubhouse. And the best way to get to the Clubhouse room is just to go to Clubhouse and search School of Sales, but also on the guide culture Instagram, we actually link the room right before it goes live. So you can just swipe up on those Instagram stories and it'll take you right to the clubhouse room. Hope you enjoyed this series and we will see you in the school of sales room. Is sales a higher calling? If you dig deep into sales, what do you find? Is there a coach, pastor, evangelist, a parent, a spouse, a Jesus follower, a team builder, a company president, an entrepreneur, or a business builder in there? Can you be excellent at any of these things without sales ability? Do you believe that sales ability leads to a higher calling? Or maybe I should say the development of sales ability lead to a higher calling. I do. I believe that. After 40 years of moving toward my higher calling, combined with 40 years of leaning into a sales mentality, I believe sales development is one of the best ways 
to develop your higher calling. I am all of the above, except for pastor. And don't count me out. I'm studying pretty hard right now on spiritual and biblical things. I'm not really studying to be a pastor, but I'm very interested in a deeper dive look at at the Bible and honestly the Creator because it's all about the Creator. And many times we lose focus on that, but that's a, another subject for another day. What do I mean when I say higher calling? A higher calling is the calling that looks to the Holy Spirit for guidance. The Holy Spirit is who Jesus sent to be with us while we wait for His return. There's a different level of mission, passion, and courage when we draw our strength from this higher source. It's like when you when you lead or when you're trying to be a parent or anything that you build a business, make decisions, anything we do, this, this Bible is like the owner's manual. It's the manual, and it teaches us what to do, what to think, what to get weed out of our life, what to put into our life. It's not that easy, but it is where the source is to teach us these things. And when we have a leadership lesson or a situation, this is where the material is so that we know how to think and how to act. And we're, when we're in sales and developing our sales skills, that is where the source is. Our most personal development specialists talk about personal growth. You can call them, you know, the motivational space or the personal development space or the gurus that, that really talk about this and study this. They all talk about your personal growth. But for me, spiritual growth is the most important personal growth. And you can only grow where you are exposed. So it's important to expose yourself to spiritual things. Things, the three things to really expose yourself there and to spend some time on is scripture reading slash studying. Yes, you want to read the scripture, but then you want to go deeper and study it some. And prayer, spending some time in prayer, both corporately and individually in prayer. And then community with others who are also growing spiritually. If you spend time on a regular basis feeding into those areas, then you can grow and get to know the Holy Spirit better or fill Him up in us better, which allows us to um, to grow in that higher calling. Now, just yesterday, we coached several students, and it ended up being leadership coaching. Because when we have our labs, sometimes it, it spins into sales, sometimes it spins into leadership, and sometimes it spins over to mindset. So these three stories, I'm going to tell you three things that kind of lead in, uh, kind of give some evidence around why I say the higher calling is developed and why it's important to have this higher calling mentality. These two, they were trying to motivate members. This one was trying to motivate members of their team to rise up and perform. Actually, they were all doing that. So we coached them on one of the coaching led to sincere compliments because they were trying to practice talking to their team members. And, and we said, hey, a sincere compliment is a tool. It's a tool for a leader to inspire your team members to rise up. And, and so we went in to talk about the, the importance of, of a sincere compliment and then how to give it and then actually practice giving it. 
because it's not that easy. Sometimes it's, it's awkward to give a sincere compliment. And it does, it works wonders and it's needed out there, but it's awkward sometimes. So we have to practice it and get used to how it feels given that sincere compliment. We teach, we teach how to give it. We teach exactly how to say it and to make it sincere. And so that they, and, and by saying it, they feel comfortable using it. Now, think about this. To give a sincere compliment, well, first of all, you've got to find one. You've got to find the right one to give. You look for the right things to give, which is also a higher calling mentality. But to give one, you must die to yourself and elevate another human to the position that you see them. You die to yourself and you elevate someone else. And that's an awkward thing because we're so much thinking about ourselves all the time. This is the position God sees them. He sees them elevated. And sometimes he needs someone just to, to remind them or maybe tell them for the first time who they really are. And this sets the stage for the leader to plant some belief and positive expectation into them. If you want your people to rise, you want to get them to rise and perform in a positive mindset, believing they can do it. So planting some belief and some expectation. People live up to expectations, so we're looking for this positive expectation that you're planting into them. You're encouraging your team into their higher calling. So you see how the, the guy culture training and the, and the development of yourself into a higher calling individual feeds into this method of leading a team, leading someone. Now, another situation that I ran into is another person was struggling at work and needed to negotiate a good ending. So I was counseling them on how to do this. And this was another mindset thing we had to get into. We talked about making it a fair deal for everyone. Remember, in negotiation, the word fair is very important. And because everybody wants fair, whatever fair is, everybody wants that to be the landing place. So I said, use the word fair. Everybody wants to be fair, which means you have to be fair to your employer. Your job as an employee is to lift up and support the company you work for. You've been hired by someone, so your obligation is to do what you're hired for. And that means you don't, you know, you don't go gossip behind their back. You keep it positive. You say good things. You do things for your company the way you're supposed to. And I said, live up to your promise. Be fair to your company and ask the company to be fair to you while you honor them with your obligation as an employee. Once you understand that mindset, hey, I'm, I'm in this position. I'm obligated to do this for my employer. And I want them to win. I want it to be fair for them. Remember, we have empathy. It's about them. We forget about ourselves and our sales training. It's all about them. So you start thinking about them from their perspective. What do they want? What's fair to them? And can I negotiate this to be fair to me as well? Now, this negotiated, and you go in with a, with a, happy, with a good attitude that you want the best for everyone. You're not coming in there with an angry spirit. So the negotiation ended up very well. It was a win-win for everyone, and everyone was happy. These are the skills, the mind and the heart of our higher calling sales method. The sales method is not a trick, but a way for human relations to flourish. And that's what we want. We want to flourish with our relationship with God, and we want to flourish with our horizontal relationships with each other. And God wants us to flourish with each other in our relationships. 
Now, right now, I'm, I am in a com- closing in on the completion of my free evangelism course that I'm taking at the Dallas Theological Seminary. They have some free courses, some free videos that you can watch, or some teaching, some training. I've really been enjoying that because it's a part of the study process, studying Scripture, learning more about it, learning deeper. And, and and I see such a correlation as I'm going through all this. You know, I'm reading the, I'm reading scripture. I'm, I just finishing up on Second Kings. I'm going through the whole thing, the whole Bible, just trying to get a good perspective here. But I see such a correlation between sales and evangelism. Not only that, I see a correlation between sales and the entire Bible. God has a mission. We as followers witness and evangelize His message. Now, witness means we'd live it out. We just live it out. We, we walk the talk. And evangelizing means we share the good news. Now, does this sound familiar to a business plan? Be on your mission, live it, and tell everyone about it. That's the same as our business plan that we live on a daily basis. Now, we're running parallel to this and God's plan because we should always be witnessing for Him and sharing His Word, His message, sharing the gospel. But we're also doing this in our business plan. We're on a mission, and we live it, and we tell everyone about it. Now, my RAS, my Retector Activating System, where you just notice and filter in and out things that that catch your attention, is noticing many pastors and evangelists moving into the motivational, personal development area. I see them moving. I see several of them moving. I can tell you a few right now that I've noticed. uh, uh, Jeff Henderson has, has moved into business Andy Stanley has a, a podcast about leadership. You see Joel Osteen seems to be a business kind of a thinking person. Uh, Clay Scroggins has left the church and, and does is, is moving into business. What about uh, Craig Groeschel? He has a podcast on business, and he's a pastor. You see so many pastors kind of moving into this area. Maybe, maybe guide culture is on to something here because we combine business pursuits and personal growth with spiritual growth. We believe they all roll together. I know that this has been my path for 40 years. Guide culture is designed to lead you into your higher calling, and then also to have a way to go out there and deliver it, perform it well, so that you do it even better than you could do before guide culture. Now, if you are a graduate or currently in guide culture training, you are invited to the in-person experience which is January 5th through 7th of 2022. You have to be you know, a graduate or either enrolled to get into the in-person. Uh, and you can enroll at guideculture.co. Now, if you're not a graduate, enroll for the first cohort of 2022 and jumpstart your growth for next year. I hope you enjoyed this uh, working and, and learning that the, the sales mentality is such a noble calling, is such a higher calling. And if done properly, it, you can be one of the best influence people of the people all around you. So we'll look forward to seeing you in more in guide culture.